hello, hello, Spin Sisters. I'm Calamity Jane. And I'm Roxy. And on today's episode, we're just going to continue this screenplay saga with everybody and maybe talk about last week some and how much fun Roxy had on her little vacation. Yes, and I'm all TM now. <laughs> <laughs> but before we do that, it's Roxy's turn to tell us what she's grateful for. Okay, Calamity. So what I'm grateful for is... <laughs> <laughs> so I just realized, Clammy helped me um, realize that. Uh, so as I've mentioned before, I have a wonderful part-time job as a lunch lady. We're, we're really called this kitchen manager, but the kids call you lunch lady. And that means basically at a local elementary school, I'm the one in the kitchen <laughs> serving them lunches and then also breakfast in the morning time. But since COVID and the state of Washington and Seattle school district, which I work for, everything was changed, right? All kids were being taught remotely. Well, kiddos are coming back to school for uh, Seattle, uh, Washington public schools starting to, what's today? I lost track because I'm on vacation. April 2nd. Starting Monday, April 5th, K through five is going to be back to school. What this means to me is I have to get up early. (laughs) And I have to be there at 7.30 in the morning calamity to give the kiddos, I don't know, some grab and go breakfast thing. And then we follow up with lunch. Mm. I'm grateful for how much I could sleep in in the midst of all this COVID stuff because <laughs> I don't like giving up early, early. And now I've got to. Mm. Mm, yeah, party's we, over. We learn what We're we are. In. All right. Well, so we had homework last week on this screenplay project Tragic. and you were going to read a, <laughs> a, a different version of a screenplay, which uh, for all the listeners that are following us on this story, the mel- um, millions and millions the millions. <laughs> to all of our fans, <laughs> to all of our fans, all eight of them. <laughs> So I gave Roxy this exercise because we were trying to get outside the box a little bit and we were joking a little bit about how much she's been reading and following the rules. And so I gave her this funny screenplay because I had the same impression when I read it. It's like, what? But why don't you tell everybody what you did with this last week? So did you set me up, Calamity? Because the week before, a little bit, a little bit. (laughs) Because the week before I I loved reading this screenplay that was from start to finish. It was 135 pages. It went through everything that you need to do overall so I thought Mm -hmm. and writing a really good rock star screenplay well this one was the American quilt which by the way if you haven't listened listened to it listener I would recommend it it's a great woman's story because that's what we want to do we want to become really good storytellers Mm -hmm. of women's stories Winona so, Ryder and lots of great. Yeah, yeah. Um, Maya Angelou was in. Yeah, it. yeah. Uh, Winona Ryder was the girl, the young woman. <laughs> anyway, so basically, I was sitting poolside because I just got back from vacation in Palm Springs, which is one of my all-time favorite little destinations on the West Coast. All excited to get into this 135-page screenplay. It was 32 pages long. <laughs> I thought I had done something wrong in saving it, going, "This can't be what I'm supposed to read." And then I started reading it, and I went, "Well, to myself, clam." this is just all dialogue this is just she said she said she said she said she said for like 32 pages and I it totally made me scratch my skin from a rash I'm like (laughs) I don't get I don't get what this is not what it's supposed to be this is just dialogue so then I thought well okay I guess I should give myself another homework assignment because I don't want to be a slacker in our screenplay writing journey and then I gave myself other things to do for homework (laughs) (laughs) So what did you end up doing last week? So in addition to reading that 32 pages of dialogue, I played more with how would we intertwine 
my story, my part of my mother-daughter relationship in this screenplay. We've got our my mother, who's B, Big Emma, down pretty good, I think, with how we're gonna how we're gonna present her story. Mm-hmm. It was my part of it because this is all about women, generations of women, mothers, daughters, tell me their story. So I was playing with that idea of how do we interject my story into the screenplay, and we came up with a couple good ideas of like we said before. Do I take a sleeping pill? Do I go into a dream state? Is this where I start reflecting on things? Or do I read some letters from her in her journal? And I call bullshit to what she wrote in her journal. It's like, that's not what happened. And then we flash back to what I thought happened in our lives. I played with that. And then I just stopped crying just now, listener, because I was also telling CJ before we got on this podcast, I also wrote my mother a love letter because there's something Mm. about that I, I want to include in our screenplay, my mother, my love letter back to my mother. Right. That's what I did. Yeah. So listeners probably know this. It's of our 25 people who have read the books or bought the books or been given No, we the did books. sell some too. Uh, yeah, I CJ, know. We did I know. sell some on Amazon. Thank you people, all five of you. <laughs> I know. It's great. It's so for just to take a step back, we are following or trying to follow fairly closely, loosely, the Shut Your Mouth book that was written. And it was, it, it paralleled two women's, well, really three women's stories, mm-hmm. but it was done in sections with Roxy's mom growing up and things happening. And then Roxy remembering in her own story, in her own voice, growing up with this mother and then their lifelong relationship. So the, the interesting, time of her death, yes, my, mo- my mother yeah. has passed. So. Yeah. So the, I think the really fun thing, and I, I'm having so much fun with it is how do you, because it is tricky to write a screenplay, mm-hmm. I, you know, you go from a book where you can be extremely descriptive, you yeah. can, you can play with women's thoughts, you can put them down on paper, you can write letters. Um, there's all kinds of ways mm-hmm. to be very, very descriptive and tell people what they're, tell the reader what people are thinking and and what's going on like the whole story whereas a screenplay it's like too much backstory right get get to the point and so it's all a lot of action but it's also developing characters in a different way and being very visual Mm -hmm. but also spanning time and so we both played with this week how do you span time Um, Mm -hmm. and how do you do it in a way that that is credible and not a cliche and not done you know 500 times before um, and in a you know in a fun and creative way and we also wanted to work on the viewer seeing what a character like understanding what a character Roxy's mom really was and (laughs) and bring some of that funny things into it so it is really turning out to be a bit of a comedy or flipping back and forth tragic comedy tragic tragic comedy comedy, and then you also said too that was so important the point a point that we can't forget not only I'm not making this up. It did really happen, but it's also often what moves a story forward. Mm -hmm. A picture story is Mm -hmm. conflict. Yeah. And I did not need to make up any (laughs) conflict conflict between my mother and I. It was very organic. So we have that going for us that it was my life with her was filled with conflict. But uh, how how do we share that in picture form? Mm -hmm. Yeah. So we're having a lot of pieces of the conflict. Yeah. Right. So that's what I did last week. I spent a lot of time also reading the 21st century screenplay book, which is really fun because a lot of what Roxy's reading is very similar. It's like there's, there are these templates or formats for different kinds of books. And what I like about this Linda Aronson's book is she talks about how different 
the new screenplays have been in the 21st century. And we have some examples of some fantastic sort of indie movies that everybody loves that were done on low budget. And Yay. she talks about what low budget means and that, and going back to the screenplay that I had Roxy read, the How to Make an American Quilt was written by a woman and it was completely dialogue. But if you go, if you actually watch the movie now, you will see that it is a very low budget film. It's in one place. Um, they do flashback some, but it's a lot of dialogue. And so what, <laughs> what this screenplay writer did was write out all the dialogue and basically the screenplay, the, you know, the visual part of it, the flash to setting sun or flash, whatever. All that crap. Was like, that was what the producers and directors did. Yeah, yeah. You didn't need to have all of that in the script. She had an idea about dialogue and a story. She oh. wrote that as her screenplay and then she sold that. You uh, See, I didn't even get that. Are you serious? I am. I mean, you're not pulling me. She sold that 32 pages of dialogue? That was, her sure? that was her screenplay. That was her screenplay. Shut the front door. Well, but if you watch the movie too, it's like, oh, I get this. Cause it was very heavy dialogue and it was all women, mostly female I mean, relationships. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. oh. But anyway, I do like okay. what I liked about it, which we are going to have to our own, have our own part in this dialogue part is um, we have a lot of dialogue too to deal with. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and, and so the way that she wrote that dialogue out that way can be kind of fun. We, we oh. you know, we will have our scenes, but then there's going to be a lot of dialogue around those scenes. Well, I guess I missed that part. I didn't, I thought, well, I'm, this can't be the whole thing. Yeah. So that, uh, so that's what I did. And then we also talked about how do you, without it being a cliche, how do you move between Roxy and her mom in the story? And so that's going to be really fun. And so homework this week, what you got going on this week? Roxy? I'm going to just, I'm not going to read another screenplay <laughs> for right now. I'm going to move back to my book that I was reading before by Miss Jill Chamberlain, mm -hmm. The Nutshell Technique. Cracking the Secret of Successful Screenwriting, because I had already started reading mm -hmm. that. And I want my goal is to read three more chapters. Want to learn more from yeah. this particular woman as you're learning from Miss Linda on the 21st century screenplay writing yeah. idea. Yeah, I can't wait to flip books um, when we're together. I know, I know. More, write, more reading this time of yeah. how-to books, how-to. Yeah. So where we are so far, listeners, is what, you know, we've had people ask, what, how, like, what are, how are you doing this? How do you hold each other accountable? What are you doing? Well, we are giving each other homework and we do meet every week um, as best we can. And there's a commitment to tape our updates for all of you. But also we did have, I think, a fair amount of our guidance is coming from books. We're playing mm -hmm. with which one we're going to go with. And maybe we don't have to go with one particular one, but we are using a lot of structure, almost like we're in school, to, like school. To, to write a screenplay. And so yeah. we're not just winging it. We are learning no. a lot and it's super fun. And so if, if anybody has a great idea for a movie and you want to play with this, just, you know, know that you can do it because it, it's yeah, fun. there's no. a lot out there, a lot out there. Oh my gosh. It can be overwhelming. And yeah. do you think I could ever just wing it, Jane? You're trying to get me to wing it more. I'm like, no, but what the book says on page five. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. Oh God. That's right. Well, that's funny. So that's what we're doing. And we hope everybody is um, finding this entertaining, but I, I would say I haven't found any of it to be a drudgery. Like I know I, I really love it. I, I think it's fun. It's giving some, my life some structure. And I would also say that we, we aren't um, self-made millionaires who are sitting on our tushies in Palm Springs. Um, uh, well, wait a trying minute. To, <laughs> trying to write a screenplay. We, we do have day jobs. <laughs> and we, and we are, you know, working through this while we're working. 
as yeah, well. I'm not independently and... wealthy. No, 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 no. <laughs> I am semi-retired though, because I saved really well mm-hmm. and invested really well. But no, I have a part-time job. But I was just thinking about that, Clammy. Somebody was, yeah, that it was, I think the other thing that might, maybe I'm being too sensitive, but maybe it's a sense of with people that are like, you're writing it, screenplay, what? Like, kind of like when we wrote the book, it's like, people would say like, so how many people bought your book? And it's like, <laughs> I don't know, five. I mean, it was like, it's kind of the same thing with a screenplay. Well, do you really think you're going to make money doing that? And I would, my whole answer to that is that's really not my goal. My mm-hmm. goal is to become a successful awesome screenplay writer. We've got the whole rest of our life to figure it out and the money will follow. Mm-hmm. And we're, we're just going to school. Yeah. We're going to school. Learn what we need to learn. And-, <laughs> and I do want to sell stuff, but I mean, that's not why I'm doing this. And it's mm-hmm. like, well, I'm doing this so I can sell a screenplay. Mm-hmm. No, it will just follow if it's a damn good screenplay. Yep. That's right. We're on this journey together and happy for all of you listeners that are on it with us. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> uh, do you want to do the quote? Well, yeah, we were always at the end of every one of our podcasts. We always, you know, end with a quote based on kind of what our mojo is in the moment and what we're, what we're doing and how we're feeling. So um, Clammy kind of came up with one from Mary Sartone, and it was actually around forgiveness. And what was, what was she, what's her background? Yeah, I might not know her, but yeah, I didn't either. Um, Because can any of us have too much forgiveness? So Mary Sartone was was a pen name of Eleanor Marie Sartone. She was born May 3rd, 1912. And she left our planet July 16th, 1995. So doing the math, she was 83 years old. She's a Belgian American poet, novelist and memoirist. And it says here in her biography, although her best work is strongly personalized with erotic female imagery. Mm-hmm. I love her already. She resisted the label of lesbian writer, preferring to convey the universality of human love. Love that. Too. And her quote is, we have to dare to be ourselves, however frightening or strange that self may prove to be. And I love that because I think another thing I learned this week was I've been driving a lot and listening to podcasts a lot. And I learned about Um, the idea of self-compassion that, Mm. you know, it's very different than empathy and compassion for other people that um, we tend to not remember that we are in fact, as human as everybody around us. And we make mistakes and we tend to be harder on ourselves. So compassion, self-compassion. Forgiveness. And we're we're all, we're on this journey together. And Mm -hmm. and like my mother used to say, no one gets off this planet alive being perfect. That's right. It ain't going to happen. That's right. Oh, and just as we're getting ready to close out today, we did have some questions around who's our next interview with. And um, we do have an interview set up for the beginning of April and we'll see it kind of midway through April, but it will be a surprise. Maybe to me too. It's when you- Tell me later. Tell me later. Do we talk about the person? Yeah. Okay. Uh, when, okay. I when, know who it is. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So it'll be a surprise and, um, and it'll be able to, done a little bit differently, which I think will be very, very fun for the listeners. Mm-hmm. And uh, again, and I wrote it, you know, in Facebook and we'll make another note about updates with interviews. You know, it's a very therapeutic thing to tell a part of your story. Mm-hmm. And uh, like we said, we, we don't have a million listeners. <laughs> so if you're afraid, <laughs> of, you know, being called out, but it's a very, very healing thing that we've heard from people who have been brave enough to do it. And you are just talking to us and uh, you get to edit what you don't want to come out. Yeah. But otherwise, it's just a great time that we share with other women. And and I, we always envisioned that, that that intention was to be pretending like we're out at a bar or something with a group of 
women just talking about mothers, grandmothers, people that were women that were important in their lives as they were being raised and grown up. And, and so we're just having a chat. Share your story. Everyone has one. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So that's, that's that affirmation. (sighs) (laughs) Calamity. Should we just go with the flow while doing our best? And we really should change what we can. And we really should learn. Let go of the rest. Let go. Yeah. Yeah. It's kind of like the serenity prayer in a way, Uh, Mm -hmm. change what you can change. There's Mm -hmm. responsibility to change stuff. I think that you can change and for the rest of it, you gotta gotta let let it go, go. surrender. All right, well, I'm Calamity Jane. And I'm Roxy. Peace Peace out. out. (laughs) So much better than usual. (laughs) (laughs) Bye everybody. Bye.